Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching In Depth on Now You Know. Sponsored this week by A Better Route Planner. You get all of the EV charging locations in your car when you need them, where you need them, and they've done 7 million routes planned. Yes. It just like keeps going up like by a million every week. I, I used it the other day. I was like, can I make it from Maine all the way up Mount Washington and then back down to the supercharger? And I guess it worked. Uh, I had to change my route because I realized I couldn't do that in a day, but I did it. Nice. We're also brought to you by ecoware.us. We make new designs for t-shirts and we don't just do t-shirts no we do we do hats we do towels we do pillows um, pillows we do backpacks yeah fanny They're, packs all sorts of flip-flops and if you're like oh i like that design but i wish it wasn't on a t-shirt i wish it was on a sweatshirt we do that we do all sorts of different things and every single item is carbon neutral it has been offset so from the planting of the cotton to the printing of the shirt to the shipping it to you from you washing it and then finally throwing it away completely carbon offset and then on top of that we plant a tree so it is carbon negative yeah and i like the quote there it's an elon quote yes see if you can see if you can read it so this is the Q2 Tesla earnings call that just came in, and uh, we're going to give you everything you need to know, also our takeaways from it, so let's get right into mm -hmm. it. All right, so the good news. Let's start with the good news. 19% automotive gross margin, mm -hmm. which for cars is pretty damn amazing. I know everyone's like, oh, it should be 25%, but what what cars B based have 25%? On, based on yeah, what? Exactly. Besides Tesla's past performance selling, you know, the Model S and X. Exactly. The Gigafactory 3 in Shanghai is on track for the end of 2019. In Q2, Model 3 deliveries reached an all-time record of 77,634. So let's not overlook that. All-time delivery record. The Model 3, once again, the best-selling premium vehicle in the U.S., outselling all of its gas-powered equivalents combined combined like it's it staggering it deserves a plaque yeah so tesla says they aim to produce ten thousand total vehicles of all models per week by the end of 2019 which is staggering yes and get this some little little bit bits we don't hear mm -hmm. about the power wall and the power pack remember those little battery things yes uh the deployment grew by 81 percent in the second quarter to a record 415 megawatt hours wow that's another product they sell. You right. know, they're oh, not just an automotive right. company. They're not just cars. They also sell batteries. All right. Some more good news. Mm -hmm. Powerwalls are now installed at more than 50,000 sites. Nice. So it's not a little product. It's not like just, you know, a couple, couple customers. Right. They are not cell starved anymore. We heard during the call that uh, they've gone from 23 gigawatt hours to 28 gigawatt hours of capacity. Basically, Tesla Grumman, which is the engineering company they, they acquired mm -hmm. in Germany, they enabled them to have a step change in energy storage production. Now, what is a step change? It's where you go from one, you know, level or one, you know, kind of growth, and then it goes whoop, whoop, right? So wow. it just increased the amount of production that you had. And we got some guidance. Tesla continues to aim for positive gap net income in Q3 and the following quarters. Mm -hmm. So 2019 CapEx is expected to be about $1.5 to $2 billion, which is a reduction from prior guidance. So they're not going to be like spending more and more cash. They're going to be spending less. But let's get to the inevitable, the bad, bad news. news. Yes. Tesla had a gap operating loss of $167 million and a gap net loss of $408 million, including a $117 million uh, dollar one-time restructuring and other charges uh, sort of thing globbed in there. Right. Uh, any more bad news? Um, no. 
That's literally basically all the bad news. How much do you just, want? How much you want to bet? CNBC. That's all that gets talked about, right? Right. Deliveries are up, but Tesla still incurs a loss. Why can't this company do anything right? That's right, Dan. How's this company going to survive? We have absolutely no idea, Joe. That's that's it. That's the only yeah. piece of bad news that we can find. A lot of the news sites are going to show you a chart like this, okay, which is the net income of Tesla. And mm-hmm. it's red, and it looks like it's all below the line pretty much. And right. that looks horrible, doesn't right. it? Oh, that looks super bad. But you know what? Right. Don't look at it this way. Right. Look at it this way. Right. Same yeah. same basic information there, except right. we're adding some information. So blue here is revenue. Let's look at that for just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you see as a trend going on with the revenue there? So, I mean, if you just drew a line, you'd see that revenue is going up, which yeah. is just generally a very good thing and in, it, in any company. And it's crazy going up. We're talking, you know, $6.8 billion of revenue. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Right. That's crazy. But then we do see the red, which is the operating income, and, and there is a slight loss this quarter. Right. But if we look at the gross profit, which is an orange, we see right. that they're doing fine. It's it's doing fine. The company is doing fine. And in fact, let's let's go one chart further. Let's look at their cash. Okay. Yeah. So this is how much cash is in the bank at Tesla. They have four point nine five billion dollars in the bank. It their cash went up. Now, you're gonna have to explain this to me because I, it's good that the cash went up. I agree. But if they had a loss and not a profit, how did the cash go up? Yeah, they had $2.2 billion in the bank at the end of Q1. Mm-hmm. And now they have $4.95 billion. So I know I hear you saying like, well, where... Because they had a, a loss of $408 million net. Right. So how did it go up? So $2.4 billion was a capital raise they did this quarter. And so that got put into the bank. So that's not from revenue. That was just put into the bank from... From a capital raise. But um, but it's still cash. It's still cash. And it's and still in the bank. Exactly. So, I mean, one of the big fears we've heard about for years is that the company's going bankrupt. They don't have enough cash. Let's just talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. If they kept losing money at the same rate that they lost it this quarter, mm-hmm. they could do that for the next three years. Every quarter, just lose $408 million. You know, they'd have a three-year runway. And this is assuming that last quarter happened again and again and again and again and again. That does not take into account increases in production it does not take into account model y production right. it does not take into account the shanghai gigafactory right this is the basically the worst case scenario you could go for would right. be like this quarter but again for forever tesla would still be a company for three years they'd be able to live off their cash reserves for three years and we're going to find out why later in this episode why i think they have that five billion in cash on an earnings call usually get elon in the beginning telling you some some stuff that he thinks is going mm-hmm. on with the company then you might hear from you know zachary kirkhorn or jb straubel or somebody um and then they get into questions from investors and we got the say.com questions this time we got mm-hmm. some analyst questions um so we're going to touch on just little tidbits that we glean out of that so you don't have to hear the whole thing so first thing that i thought was really interesting was that european factory location will be picked by the end of the year they're not backing down on that mm-hmm. and that is why i think they need the five billion in the bank when they finally pick that location if they do have to build the factory from scratch they're going to need loans to build that um and the banks that loan the money are going to look at their balance sheet and if they see five billion in the bank they're going to go oh yeah sure here you go Here's right. a check <laughs> right so i think that's why they're doing that now i hope that they find an abandoned factory or assumed to be abandoned factory. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping. So a shuttered plant. Because someplace that they're like, well, we can't make diesels anymore. Exactly. Hint, hint. 
Because uh, building a factory in China, amazingly fast, astoundingly mm -hmm. fast. That is not going to happen anywhere else in the world, especially right. Europe. It's going to go China slow. is very good at building factories. Yes. And they are very motivated to build a Tesla factory, especially. Exactly. So that's why I hope that they buy a pre-made factory they can just waltz right into. In Q2, they added 101 mobile service vans to their fleet, and they added 25 service locations. Now, another thing that's probably going to get overlooked by the mass media is that they're continually building out their infrastructure. And I think the thing is that we're so used to businesses being, for the most part, static, right? So, like, if you know of a McDonald's, that McDonald's has been there for, like, at least five years, right? So you're just, you're used to that McDonald's being there. But I want you to think back to a time when, like, say, Starbucks was just exploding across the country. And people were just like, there's so many Starbuckses. This is insane. There were, I was I was going for shopping the other day, and I saw Starbucks across from another Starbucks. Whoa! Like they couldn't get over the they couldn't get over the growth of the company, and that is what Tesla is doing now. Except instead of you know opening a bunch of coffee stores, which people are obviously going to see and talk about, they're they're doing mobile repair vans and service center locations, which don't look like anything. Right? They don't generally have a giant sign over them saying Tesla service station. Right. And you're not going there for coffee anyway. So right. you wouldn't know that it exists and neither would you know about any of the stuff Tesla does, the supercharger network, all of this infrastructure that they're building out, making their products better and better. I mean, in 2016, you bought a Model X and there were about 200 superchargers in the country. Today, there's over 600. Yeah. Which means that your car is now way more valuable to you because exactly. you can drive it freaking anywhere in the yeah. country. Exactly. This is this is the growth story of Tesla that just yeah, it's a little boring. No, it's and well, and it's also like you said, it's not noticed because when you open a supercharger location, it's usually behind a restaurant or something. Nobody notices it. And it's and, and by and large, they're in the middle of nowhere. Right. Right. I mean, sometimes they're going to be in, right because the middle of nowhere is in between the two places you want to go. Right. So another point that was brought up is that almost all of the orders for Model Three and Q two were from non reservation holders parse that stop stop for a second we've gotten this story from the media for a very long time which is that tesla had this big reservation list and they've been burning through it and people have been dropping off the list and sure people have been getting their cars but that's it those are the only people who are ever going to want to buy a model 3 right. this is quite literally cracking that theory into little bitty pieces right. and then crushing them into the dust. Yeah. This, that story doesn't make sense anymore because in Q2, almost all the orders were non-reservation holders, yeah. which means that, you know, this ma this mystical list of people, who, which I was a part of, Me too. they weren't there. They'd already gotten their cars. Right. It's, it's new people that heard about the cars. Who've new customers. seen my car and were right. like, Gotta have it. Exactly. And the order backlog increased in Q2. So there's more people waiting for the car. Which should put, I hope, should put just a final nail in the coffin oh, for this not. ridiculous no-demand argument. It's ridiculous. I was really excited that Elon said this. He said, the next 12 to 18 months are the most exciting yet. Now, I know that he does that sometimes. He gives a little hyperbole, but... It's not hyperbole. No, it's it's true. I mean... It's, it's always been true. It is... Tesla has been getting more and more exciting yeah. as we've continued through its growth because it's growing exponentially. And so everything is just more exciting because and, and there's more of it. And he didn't say it's going to be the most exciting ever and then it's going to go down. It's just right. more exciting than it's yes. been. It right. just keeps getting exciting. Now, here's some big news. And this was just kind of dropped by Elon right before they went to questions. J.B. Straubel, the CTO of the company, is going to be 
stepping into a senior advisor position. So not leaving the company, but no longer going to be the CTO. That is going to be handed off to Drew Baglino. So this is going to be covered, I'm sure, as big news a lot of places. Oh, they're losing their CTO. Big news, bad news, right? right? Oh, no. First of all, he's not leaving. He's going to be a senior advisor. As he said himself, he said that this is not for a lack of confidence in the company. Um, he says he's not going anywhere. He is going somewhere if need be. So, right. like, if they need help somewhere, he's going to be that guy. Yeah, I think he just doesn't want to be a day-to-day executive with all of those responsibilities. He's much better suited, I think, his brain is for solving technical problems and stuff instead of just, you know, bigger picture stuff. There's so much development that's going to be happening in like battery technology and ultra capacitor technology. Um, And I think that he really wants to be a part of that and not have to worry about all the stuff that goes on if you're a CTO, which is a lot of stuff. And I mean, you have to worry about. He just went through the whole Model 3 ramp. I think he probably just needs a break. Right. I mean, he sold some stock earlier in the year, which a lot of people were like, he's leaving the company. I think that he he bought a house somewhere. Yep. And he's going to go take a, a nice couple month vacation. Yep. And I hope that he does. Like, yeah. Please. Go on a road You trip. deserve it, Mike. Exactly. Dude. And Elon brought up an interesting point. He said, if we hadn't had lunch, JB, in 2003 in El Segundo, uh, we, this company wouldn't start it. I mean, can you imagine if they hadn't had lunch? Right. They, what, they, what if the waiter had spilled something and they'd go, oh, I got to go change my pants. We'll talk later. <laughs> right. Like, right. we might not have a Tesla. Right. There was, there's a napkin somewhere with some calculations <laughs> on it where they figured out how many batteries they'd need. I hope they saved that. That napkin, wherever it may be is probably the most valuable. <laughs> I mean, there's tons of napkins with lots of valuable stuff on it. It'd be so fun to be a napkin. You'd be like, am I going to be, am I going to have important things written on me or am I just going to be thrown? No. <laughs> All right, so then uh, on a question from Say.com, Elon let this one out, which is really important. In answering a question about being supply constrained, he said that full self-driving is an important part of their margin. So this is something few people really grasp. Mm-hmm. Can you explain this to me? Why is full self-driving, FSD, an important part to the margins on the car? Well, usually when you sell a car, you sell it, you sign the paperwork, you're done. The car has been sold. And so then you can look and say, okay, so we we built the car for $5 and we sold it for 10 so that's a 100% margin. Great job, everybody. Yep. Uh, we doubled our money. We doubled our money. Excellent. However, Teslas are a little different. You can buy the car, sign the paperwork. The car is now yours. They've got their money. But then you can go, gee, I I really want that full self-driving package. And you can go on your app. You literally just, you like go on your app. You do a couple things, do, 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 do. You buy the full self-driving package. And now all of a sudden Tesla goes, oh, there's more money in my bank account. Who is it from? Oh, uh, oh, it's from Zach. Zach bought full self-driving. Okay, we just glob that on to the margin of the car. And all of a sudden, our margin went from 19% to 23%, whatever. Yeah, and you only had to ship me software you already wrote. Right. You didn't have to put it in a box, right? It didn't come on 18 CDs. (laughs) Nope. You know, <laughs> right? It's just simple upload, and the next day your car has full self driving. So, as Elon pointed out, I mean, as the new features roll out, it's going to be worth more and more. And another point I don't think people are thinking about is they're probably thinking, well, okay, whatever full self driving is, that's what it'll be. No, as the features get better and better, Tesla's going to raise the price. And right. so, you're going to be like, oh my God, it's, it's 6,000, but it's going to be 8,000 next month. I, should I buy it now? The, it's so awesome. This is super duper cool because basically, no one knows what full self-driving is. No one has ever experienced it, basically ever. 
I mean, yes, you can get it a taxi or something like that, but it is not the same as having your car drive you around with no one else in the car. Well, and I think most people don't believe it. I mean, it's just, it's too hard to a believe. Lot it's never happened on Earth. It. And so when it actually happens, it's going to be mind-boggling. Yeah, and as Elon said, margins are going to go up to about 25 to 30% margins. Right, because basically that the value is going to be so high that they're going to be able to sell the full self-driving package for twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Yeah. Because it will be worth it. You'll be able to put your car on the Tesla network. Exactly. It's going to be Ubering for you while you're at work. Heck, I, you might not even need to go to work anymore because it's it, going to be making you so much money. I think it's going to be worth more than that. Right. So they are going to be able to put the price at whatever makes the most sense, right. which means that, you know, maybe some people won't buy it. But a lot of people will. It's go The value of it is going to be so high that all of a sudden their margins are going to be 30% including the cars that they've already sold. Right. There's so, so many cars already out there that don't have full self-driving but have either the computers or can be upgraded to have the computer, and they'll get it too. And it's not going to happen just one day, and people are going to be like, oh, no, I should have bought it earlier. It's going to be going up incrementally yes. all the time. And so every month, month and a half, three months, I have no idea what the speed of this is going to be, but we just saw, like, in August, the price is going to go up $1,000. Right. I think it's going to keep going up $1,000 because people are going to feel great after the price goes up. You're going to buy it. The price is going to go up. You're going to be like, yes! <laughs> so smart that I bought that. Yeah. Because let me tell you, I did that. I feel like a genius. There's a question from Say.com about battery and powertrain investor day. When and where will it happen? And they said it's going to happen February or March of next year. It's going to be like a show and tell. And they're going to explain a comprehensive review of cell chemistry, pack, manufacturing, a plan of how they're going to get to the terawatt hour per year level. Mm -hmm. We're talking they might get to the two terawatt hour per year level. And they're going to explain how they're going to do that. And we're, we're at the insane. we're at the. You know, 29 gigawatt hour per year level. Right. So we're talking a huge leap. And I think that they were leaving out all the things about ultra capacitors. Yeah. Interesting. This question came up uh, from say.com and about customer service. And this little thing slipped out. The number one reason people visit Tesla service centers is they don't know how to use autopilot. I was stunned when I heard that. I thought the number one reason would be like, you know, uh, a brake problem or... I don't know, but like anything so, other than. Okay, so here's my question. You get your car, you're all excited, you get home and you're like, I have no, how do you, how do you turn on autopilot? And you think to yourself, I could watch YouTube. You, you can, <laughs> and it's really easy. Like, could, could you Google it? I think that part of the problem is you have to turn on autopilot first and then you do the thing. Oh, so they don't know that it's a setting in their it's menu. A setting. And okay, people so, are so afraid of settings. I get you. I am too. Don't I'm one be of them. afraid of settings. I'm one of them. First thing you do as soon as you get a device, play with it. Go through all the settings. So here's mess the, up the device. But here's the thing: if this is the number one visit to the service centers, fix that. There's got to be a they way to solve. Send the problem. you a YouTube video. We'll make the YouTube video, yeah. Tesla. If you want us to make a YouTube video on how to use autopilot, yeah, got you covered. All right, this question came in. <laughs> this is one that's funny. Oh, this was from say.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the new Lathrop facility? Now, if you're not clear on this, Lathrop, California is about an hour away from Fremont, mm -hmm. um, up over the mountains. And um, we've been conjecturing for a while that, you know, what is this big? It's a huge building. It's big enough to be a factory, but yet it's got uh, plenty of distribution points for trucks to pull into. Mm -hmm. So we know that right now it's a distribution center. Or, or it's called that at least. Right. But, but we've but, been, we've conjectured many times that this could be a factory. Anyway, when the question came in, here's what they said. Um. No, not, not, nothing, nothing major. 
Uh, well, we're just, distribution warehouse. Yeah, we're optimizing the real estate, try to conciliate everything under one roof, reduce the, uh, the cost. There's not really nothing special there. Okay, thank you. Um, Lather facility? Yep, nope, that's just a distribution facility. Yep, that's all that is. Nothing very interesting happening Don't there. look here. Look over there. It, it, it was like as if, like, when you're a kid and you're having a sleepover and you're, you know, playing a game under the covers and then your parents come in and you're like, nope, wasn't playing a game. We're going to sleep right now. <laughs> We're just sleeping. Hey, what are you guys doing in there? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Come on. Something's going on. Yeah. Something. It, I, something. I, yeah. Now, I know that I've seen pictures of people's envelopes or boxes and packages of parts sent from the Lathrop facility. No, and I'm not doubting that, that it's a distribution center and then maybe that's what it is now, but I think it's also going to turn into something else. I think, I think there's it's going to be a factory. I, I do too. I think it very well could be because that was a weird answer. It was. You could just say, oh, it's parts of distribution. Uh, we've been working with local... Um, exactly. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah, And, and I'm going to fall asleep. Well, and stress what it is. Be, be like, it's so great because it saves us money and it's very efficient. Like, right. But that, didn't... Would, that would be the normal answer. Yeah, it was weird. Mm. Mm -hmm. You guys should have worked on that before the call. <laughs> yeah, that was... Or maybe they did work on it before the call. It That's was the best pretty obvious. It was. So Elon said during Tony Sakanaji's call, he's from Bernstein, um, he said that demand in Q3 will exceed Q2, that Q4 demand will be very strong, so basically quarter over quarter improvements, mm -hmm. that Q1 will be tough, so we're talking Q1 of 2020 will be tough, so mm -hmm. we're looking for another, like, maybe a little loss there. Mm -hmm. Q2, not as bad, but still tough. Mm -hmm. And then... He said Q3 and Q4 will be incredible. So it's Q3 and Q4 of, of 2020. 2020. He just kind of laid out a roadmap for what uh, could be coming. So, I mean, that's really nice. I think that this is probably going to be the most honest roadmap you're going to hear. And I just want to talk about stock. Yeah. Everyone's always talking about so what's the stock price going to be, Zach and Jesse. If Elon's right, mm -hmm. this could be what we talked about before. This could be the kind of plateau that we've kind of hit and we're going to work up to a plateau and sit there for about a year mm -hmm. and then q3 and q4 of next year could be the rocket ship that takes us off into the next stratosphere right just an idea right uh then the follow-up question from tony was uh, about the model 3 cannibalizing model s and x sales and elon said that they weren't sure themselves what was going on with the model s and x sales and and i think we are pretty clear on what it is it's two things it's two things one is the model 3 is cannibalizing some sales yes I think you, that, you built a great car and it's cheaper so yes people are getting that instead. right and before people were buying way up to get the model s because right. there was nothing no else it was like oh it's either this or driving a leaf and right. if i need to do any kind of road trip there's no way to do it and what's the second reason the second reason is that there were leaks about a possible refresh. Yeah. Um, and I think that those leaks were- Killed demand. Super killed demand. Because here's what happens. When you hear a leak about something new and exciting, your ears perk up. Oh, boing, boing. Right? Oh, oh, what was that? <laughs> oh, it's going to be better. Mm. You want to you hear that, right? Yeah. As soon as people, as soon as Elon tweets out, like, there's no refresh coming for the model. S oh, there's good. Like, I, I'm I sure there is. Leak. It's coming. Yep. I know. I'm just waiting. Yep. I'm just waiting here with my money. And, it, and it's not coming, right? Because the Model S has always just had this continual right. improvement. And sometimes there's like the front fascia. No, got, no, but it has to have a refresh. And, it, it has to. And this is exactly what we heard when we heard about the Model 3 having a heads-up display. It, it, has, it has to. to. It has to. 
they never said that it was going to have right. a heads-up display. Somebody said that it, oh, it'll probably have a heads-up display if it's got that screen. And then everyone went, oh, it's going to have a heads-up display. Right. It's going to have a heads-up display. So the same thing, except with the leaks. And so, yeah, the leaks it's are going to take a few quarters, I think, for yeah. people to get that thought out of their mind. Yeah. Um, and probably for some other improvements to come along. But Elon doesn't care, and he shouldn't. Because right. basically, Model 3 and Model Y are going to be huge. And, and, and Model S and X are these much smaller things. It, they it, were it, just, their, their job was to get us to this point. It, it, yeah, it's, it's the Tinder to get us to this roaring fire of EVs, which right. is um, ironically not a fire based system. So then an interesting point from Jerome Guyen, who is basically their COO. Mm-hmm. So labor hours have been cut in half from last year. So year over year, they've gone down by half on the Model 3. And the scrap has gone down 90% from last year. Now, let's keep in mind where we were, what we what was going on last year. Q2 of last year, they were selling very few Model 3s. They were very much in production hell. Mm-hmm. So the amount of scrap that they were producing was going to be a lot higher. The amount of labor hours was going to be a lot higher. This is, you know, right when they were like, oh, we didn't get the robots ready to build these Model 3s yet. You know, we need to get a ton of workers in here to to make these cars. So now that they've actually had time to improve their process, they've had a whole year to improve their process and, you know, it's worked. Production has gone, you know, through the roof as compared to where they were last year. It means that, yeah, now the robots are programmed to do some of the work and they're going to have a lot less scrap. And Elon pointed out that their fiscal discipline has dramatically gotten better than in the past, which is another really good piece of news right they've changed the way that their whole structure has worked right they used to be this company where it was just like we have to make yeah, the model three throw money at the problem throw money at the problem and now they've gone to the complete opposite where right. like elon Save was money. just like i am reviewing expense reports and you know your report might end up on my desk so you better make damn sure that it's useful so we actually talked about this next point in tesla time news where we were conjecturing that basically where they have perhaps taken some space in the fremont factory mm-hmm. Um, cleared out all the part storage, moved that to either Lathrop or somewhere else, and they're going to be getting ready for the Model Y. And we were right because uh, Jerome actually said that. He said that they are clearing out space in the Fremont factory to make room for Model Y production, which is insane, okay? Because we've been to the Fremont factory a couple times. And, you know, they said this in, in the call. Every few months, the Fremont factory is just getting busier and busier and busier. I don't know how they're going to fit the Model Y production line in there, but it's insane that they're actually able to do that. Yeah, and they're saying that every few months it changes completely. Like, right. if, if you haven't been there recently, it's completely different. Yeah. And Elon said the rate of improvement is incredible, that you can feel it and you can see it, and that they're going to do 8,000 cars per week in Fremont by the end of the year. And in fact, Elon said their goal is to have 10,000 by the end of the year. Right, and that's total, including, you know, the Model uh, three right. S and X. Interesting point here on a Credit Suisse question from Dan Levy. Zachary Kirkhorn, the CFO, um, talked about the fact that regulatory credits will become a more meaningful part of our business. Mm. And I was kind of shocked by that. Right. I mean, I knew that they're selling about $2 billion worth of credits to FCA, but I kind of thought that was a one-time thing. Right. I mean, and, and that's just for Europe. Like that whole deal was just for Europe. So that doesn't include ZEV credits in America. But I think that Europe is going to be a big moneymaker for them um, in terms of, you know, regulatory credits because all the other car manufacturers make super polluting cars. So RBC Capital Markets had a question. Um, Is the full self-driving suite going to be available to offer in China and Europe? And Elon said it'll be everywhere except Europe. 
Yeah, and that's because the committee rules that uh, need to be changed to allow it to happen. So he said, we'll see a lot of pressure from customers in Europe. And right. so if you're in Europe right now, yeah, you got to put some pressure. <laughs> because if you, you're not going to have... Uh, full self-driving. Yeah. That's going to suck. All right, so it's time for our takeaways here of mm -hmm. what happened, the big things. Um, I think the first one was the Lathrop. Um, when I heard them saying the weird stuff about it i'm like that's <laughs> nothing weird. to see here oh nothing interesting is going on in so the this is a long shot conjecture for me yeah. but if it turns out that lathrop is going to be a factory that could mean a lot of big news that could mean a lot of more production so if it turns out that model y is super in demand and they can turn on lathrop that could be huge. It could be huge. Um, the next takeaway, I think, is the full self-driving and the margins. So we talked about when full self-driving becomes a reality mm -hmm. and people are like, oh, wait, that's a real thing. Right. I, I want that. I need that. And that can happen at different levels because, yeah. I mean, there's going to be different levels of full self-driving that get rolled out. I mean, the first one that's going to get rolled out real soon is going to be enhanced auto summon. Yeah. Where your car is going to come driving out of the parking lot to come meet you at the front door. That's going to be really cool because let me tell you, if not just for the pure utilitarian factor of it, um, it's going to be really cool. So if, I mean, I know not a lot of people are going to want to spend, you know, six or $7,000 on something that's just cool. But if it also means that you're going to have full self-driving in the future, if as soon as you can see your car driving around the parking lot by itself, I think that the, the dream of full self-driving is going to dawn in your head. Well, and that's the beauty of this. As each new feature comes out, it'll be worth something to more people. And so more people are going to buy it and the margins are going to go up and up and up. Right. Tesla basically has a bunch of different lines in the water. Yeah. Right. And so at any moment... You know, as soon as the price gets good or it just the features are, are good enough, they go, oh, oh, we got something. Oh, yeah. Another, you know, thousands of dollars on top of a car that they've already sold. They didn't have to do anything except update software. Yeah, it's going to be huge for them. The next big one for me is Q3 and Q4 of 2020. I know it's a ways off. I know that we have short attention spans. We're only thinking of the next quarter. But I think this is when a lot of amazing things come together for Tesla. You're going to have the Shanghai Gigafactory pouring out Model 3s mm -hmm. in China. You're going to have a European factory that's either going to be up and running or soon to be up and running. You're going to have the Model Y out. Um, you're going to probably have the pickup truck. Everyone's going to know about mm -hmm. it, the semi. I mean, so many things are going to be happening. I think it's going to be kind of the unstoppable period. And I think that's why Elon was so excited about talking right. about it. Um, and the next thing is $5 billion of cash. Yeah. This is the most cash that... Tesla has had, as far as I can tell. That's a it's a it's a lot of cash. Yeah. It can either be, you know, security for securing loans um, for the European Gigafactory. Yep. It could be used to pay for the European Gigafactory sure. if, if you're actually being profitable by that point. You could weather the storm of some kind of global recession that we've been hearing about for the longest time. Um, you could use it to just weather poor sales. The company could last three years at, at the current burn rate according to the last quarter. Yeah. I think that that's huge. That's something that's like, Tesla's going to go bankrupt. No, it's not. And the final point, I think, is the confidence in the Model Y. It is going to be bigger, according to Tesla, than the Model 3. And, and all indicators point to that. You have a vehicle that is in a segment that is the biggest segment. Right. That has you haven't had it in that segment before. Right. <laughs> and it would be one thing if we were like, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. They're going to pull it off because it's basically a Model 3 exactly, with more room and a hatchback, right. which is all anyone ever asked for yeah. is that. That is the electric car. 
Okay, lots of people go for the Bolt. Why do they go for the Bolt? It's because it's a hatchback. And a lot of people go for the Model S. Why do they go for the Model S? It's also a hatchback. Yep. A weird sport back kind of design. Right. Suddenly you're going to have the Model Y. I think it is going to be the car. I love the Model 3. The Model the, 3, I love it. I love the, it. I love the it. The funny thing about the Model Y is there was so little time that we spent thinking about it. We went to the event, people talked about it for a week, and then they stopped talking about right. it because it wasn't right there in front of them. And it wasn't exciting. There no. were, it was not it didn't look different than the Model 3. We've talked about this before. They should have put like a unicorn horn on it or something. I don't think they need to. They I mean, don't need to, but nobody knows that yet. Right. Right. This is the you know This is the secret of Tesla. Right. This is secret sauce, just like with full self-driving and everything else that's come out. No one knows it until they know it. Um, it just when when the Model Y hits, everyone's going to be like, oh, my gosh, I love this car. They didn't ask consumers what they wanted necessarily. I mean, of course, people want a, a crossover kind of car, but <laughs> uh, I don't think most people think that they want the Model Y right now until they get in it. It's the same thing as, you know, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. Right. Um, it's the exact same thing. And Tesla is very, very good at doing that. It being like, no, 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 no. This is what you want. You're like... I do want that. Thank you very much. The Model Y is going to be that. Full self-driving is going to be that. It, this this it, was a great earnings call. The only bad news was the profit. And I, I'm sure that's what's going to get the most takeaway. But you guys that are long, you know this. Stay long. Right. Stay strong. Everything's looking great. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Now you now know. You know.